That's right, Chuck. Hello there, Assemble. Niners, we are back for episode 21. We got the whole crew here and we played musical chairs today. Switching it up. Yeah. Switchy style. Switchers. McSwitcherton. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, so uh, today we kind of want to do some Lord of the Rings dialogue. Loader, loader. Get down into the, the mines of Moria. Oh my with god. What? I just did. I did. Yeah. You can't believe our eyes. Uh, but that's mostly because our young friend Dave has recently uh, watched all of the extended editions. Is that correct? Yeah. So three movies took me two and a half weeks to get through, but wow. we did it. And that's watching them nonstop. No. I kept falling asleep. What? During, during two towers. The heck? What? How can you say that? Blasphemy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, so you said you were how old? You were like three months old when those movies first came out, right? I don't know when those <laughs> movies came out, but... Because you told me you'd never actually seen the extended edition, or had it been so long that you couldn't actually remember it. I think I had seen the original movies, and I don't remember anything about them. Dang, you don't remember? Nope. Dang, just like 9-11. Where were you? Fourth what grade. Fourth grade. Miss Waldecker's class. Dang. Um, R.I.P. In peace. In peace, yeah. I would say, though, uh, it's it's important for me and Austin because those movies came out at like such a pivotal time for us. I mean, like 9, 10, 11, et cetera. So it's like yep. those were like just so permanently implanted in my head. Seeing the movies and then watching the extended editions on repeat over and over and over again. Yeah. So I'd say like, dude, I can't be me without Lord of the Rings. Word, dude. But Dave, you're a late bloomer. Mm. What does that mean? What does a late bloomer mean? <laughs> What's the definition? Uh, somebody who hasn't <laughs> gone on an adventure yet. Speaking until of. Until just now. Going on an adventure. You. Let's start. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about Lord of the Rings for a minute, Dave. Like <laughs> so, cough. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like. I wanted... prefer you never do that. Actually. <laughs> okay. I got you. Yeah, thank you. Um, full honesty time. Going into those movies, I know there's a lot of hype around. Uh, like all my friends think that they're great. You guys think they're great. Uh oh. So going into it with a mindset of like, okay, I know these movies are great. Yeah. But. After watching them myself, I can honestly say those movies are great. <laughs> I was sweating there for a second. <laughs> no, those it was very entertaining. Yeah, they're pretty great. good. I mean, they still... I mean, it's one thing to say they hold up. I mean, it's not like it's been like 50 years. Right. It's only been like less than 20. Yeah. So they definitely are extremely well made, but this was the first time you saw the extended editions, right? Right. And those are over three hours each. Yeah, I know the last one's four and a half hours. Dang. Which is a lot. That That's a lot. just long enough to wrap your Christmas presents with it on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> is that, you know that from personal experience? Yeah, I would just do that every day all year. <laughs> just wrap, well, practice Dang. wrapping Christmas presents. So you're it's, ready come the 24th. It's yeah. crazy. You spend all your wrapping presents and I didn't Say get it. a single one. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I would just, I'd, Spent so much money on wrapping paper. I didn't have any left Christmas presents. That makes sense. Sorry. 
So what are your initial reactions uh, to the extended edition for each movie? Uh, what are some of the things that stuck out? So I don't, I can't honestly tell you what the difference is. Yeah, because you just don't really remember the original, like right. the theatricals. Sure. Okay. Um, but of the three movies, I would say Return of the King is by far one of the best movies. Yeah, Return of the King might objectively be the greatest movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've watched an extremely goofy movie. True. I've seen Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> I Wonder watched, Woman. I watched Wonder Woman 2. I actually never saw Wonder Woman 2. Me neither. Yeah, me Speaking neither. of which, Patty Jenkins directed that. Patty Jenkins was slated to okay. direct the newest Rogue Squadron movie. And what went wrong, do you think? I don't know, but they pulled it from their release schedule. Maybe because they saw Wonder Woman 84. Oh, no. It's like what happened to Colin Trevorrow. And that is somebody. Who he that? was originally going to direct episode 9. Oh. What and has then, he done in the past? Uh, he directed Jurassic World, oh, okay, which made like a billion dollars, and so Disney was like, "Yeah, ha, 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 that guy can make us money," <laughs> and they thought that that would be um, a wise decision. Um, and then he made a movie called Book of Henry, which is maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to the world. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, yeah, so after that, I think somebody said, um. Kathleen Kennedy, come here for a second. I need you to kill this guy. <laughs> and no one's seen him and, since. And not, yeah, no one's seen him since. Dang. I need, I need him. him to disappear. They disappeared him. So it's a, it's a weird story. I mean, we've talked about this before, but uh, it's like a director makes the biggest difference ever. Mm -hmm. And maybe what's kind of weird about Marvel is they, I don't feel like they put as much in the hands of the director. Mm -hmm. But like, that's why Lord of the Rings is a big deal. Yeah, because like Peter Jackson almost died for that movie. Like, just gave his life. Yeah, all of his energy. Uh, so, Dave, what do you think is something that? Uh, I mean, do you know much about Peter Jenkins? Uh, Peter Jenkins, Peter Jackson. Do you like have an idea of what his history, what he used to do, and stuff? Uh, I don't have his history. I know he wrote the books. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. No, no. Sorry. Off I thought you were talking about Tolkien for a second. No, I'm, I'm talking about the, the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. The director big, of the big the round movies. New Zealand guy who directed yes. the Lord of the Rings. Yes. He's from New Zealand? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah, his that's, motherland. That's super, that's super important that it was made in New Zealand. That's the only reason it was made in New Zealand. Hang on. Let uh, me hop in here because I just looked like an idiot not knowing him. But yeah. Austin. He's from yeah. New Zealand. I didn't know he was from New Zealand. I just thought New Zealand was like the place. That's just where it is. And that's the only reason he knows that. But they have the accent. Fair enough. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, Weta Digital. The scenery in those movies is nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. amazing. Didn't they do a lot of helicopter shots? Well, for sure. You can go to New Zealand and they still have, like, um, I mean, you can, like, do tours around New Zealand of, like, iconic areas from the movies. I mean, they literally still have the Hobbiton set. Mm -hmm. It's like a tourist attraction now, but you can literally go to Mount Doom, mm -hmm. um, or at least a volcano that served as a lot of the pickup shots for it. Um, there's mountain ranges and all sorts of stuff. I mean, like Edoras, for example. The city of Edoras located in the middle, like this weird small hill in the middle of a mountain range in an open field. It's like a yeah. miracle that that actually existed on Earth. <laughs> when Tolkien wrote it in a book having no idea that it actually existed <laughs> in New Zealand. Destiny. Yeah, Destiny, exactly. So, um, they're beautiful movies. Yeah. It sounds like you were in awe 
while watching these films. Yeah. It sounds like maybe some tears came to your eyes. No. Oh. Dang. <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you feel like your heart grew three sizes that day? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, good. That's a serious medical condition. You should get that looked at. Yeah, my sister's a doctor. She'll take care of you. An enlarged heart. You do not want to run around with that. Or you want to run more. Nope. You'll die. Oh, okay. I guess you would know. After I saw The Grinch. Oh, shoot. I knew you guys were He didn't die, though, in that movie. He got, nope, he got healthy. I died because I watched it and my heart grew. Oh, yeah, of course. You don't He's want, a cartoon yeah. character, Sean. I'm a real-life person. Well, he was Jim Carrey in the suit. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, Jim Carrey's career was never the same. Boom. Got better. Um, speaking of better, let's talk about what makes the extended edition better. It wasn't better. Sonics. <laughs> One yeah, what, what is the difference? Like, what uh, does extended It's a lot add? of footage. So, I, to be honest... It is 30, 40-something minutes extra film. I had seen the original movies, because we had the DVDs of the just the regular version. I had seen them 15 to 20 times. I knew so much dialogue, it was ridiculous. And then I remember going to a friend of ours, shout out to the Lewises. They had a giant project projector screen in their basement and they said dude you haven't seen the extended edition and i had heard whispers of an extended edition Dang. but i never knew the full power the legend it's of like, the extended it's editions. like the school they started we started off with fellowship of the ring and it was like oh right gosh. away i was like i've never seen this scene yeah what the heck yeah i'm no that's new i've never heard him say that and it a lot of it is just like 20 seconds here 10 seconds yeah. there but then there's like a four minute chunk you've never seen. And then 20 seconds, 10, five seconds, three minute chunk. Yep. And it's just like, it completely blew my brain out of my skull. And the best part is how committed they were to doing the extended editions like that. Right. Because a lot of DVDs will just like, oh, it's a little feature yeah. in the menu. Watch some deleted scenes. Yeah. Most of the time, it's obvious why they were deleted. They don't have like good rhythm, right. momentum, they they don't have finished visual effects, like things like that. And right. they're just like not worth watching. Yeah. But for the extended edition, it's like they went out of their way to make a four hour movie and then they got away with making a three hour theatrical yeah. cut. <laughs> and um, what I love is after the original movies came out, they would like get to work on perfecting the extended edition mm -hmm. before it came out on home video and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a, I mean, that was a treasure trove of a DVD. I mean, there was like, it's like per movie, it's like nine hours of behind the scenes documentary. Yeah. David, what were some of your favorite parts? Oh. Starting with fellowship <laughs> in fellowship. Oh man. So I would say Gandalf and the Balrog. <laughs> Freaking yes. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet. I like what he symbolizes too. What audio clip goes with that you think um you know what i think that right now in this moment <laughs> that i am i was, ho I was hoping time. i was hoping you'd actually literally press anything and see what <laughs> happened oh you don't have it that's why then i shall die as one of them well, there you go yeah i was looking for you shall not pass we don't have that not yet or um, just the balrog screaming next uh, week uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go you're set. Just pull that Just out. Record that, yeah. Um, so you like the uh, Gandalf and the Balrog scene? Yeah, I, I like what it symbolizes. Okay, because we're all us three. We're Christians. Dang. So, it's really cool how Gandalf is kind of a symbol of like Jesus. Dang. 
and how he was Gandalf the Grey. And yeah, how he had to conquer. He gave death, his life so that they could go. Grave. He gave his life so that they could get away. Mm, yeah, there gave his go. life. Yep. But then reborn, and then he came Dang, back. Resurrection from the dead as Gandalf the White. Dang, it's so good. Purified. The way they open up. This is skipping to two towers, but the way they open up that movie was showing you what Gandalf yeah. did. Freaking fire. He catches the sword as he's going yep. down. <laughs> Absolute gasoline. You ever listen to uh, the commentaries on those DVDs? Like, I don't the, think so. During the movies? Oh my gosh, they're the best. First of all, no movie to my knowledge has ever done this. They have four commentaries per movie. Dang. It's like the cast, <laughs> the, dir- the writers, mm-hmm. and director... Like the production crew and then like the design crew. Shoot. And it's like listening to all of their reactions to that scene in specific is just like, yeah, this is the best opening to a movie of all time, hands down. <laughs> it really is. Because it's very uh it's very like somebody said it's like it's like a James Bond film. Like yeah. you start off with this extreme action sequence, so you're like hearts racing, <laughs> and then the movie starts. <laughs> I actually have this one employee that uh I had I just jokingly saying like you should watch the Lord of the Rings and she had never seen it. And it just became this running joke. where like, how was your weekend guys? Oh, my weekend was good. Kelly, did you watch Lord of the Rings? And for probably 13 months straight, I would ask her like every Tuesday, how was your weekend? Did you watch Lord of the Rings? There you go. She got COVID. Oh no. I sent her a care package in it was my DVD set of Lord of the Rings. She finally watched it. She watched fellowship and she's like, yeah, it's pretty good. I was like, just wait until the opening of two towers it is the best thing that's ever happened yeah she ended she watched all of them she loved them yeah but who doesn't i'm wondering what's like uh what's something specific that was a very extended edition in that first movie fellowship of the ring uh, was the very beginning like with a sealed door was the that prologue all? no no that no. was not except there is an extension to that that's right i remember in the original movie in the theatrical edition um, him and his, uh, when Isildur takes the ring for himself, him and his men are like kind of marching through the forest on some horses yeah. and they get shot and killed by, they get ambushed by orcs right. and Isildur jumps into the water and the, the ring falls into the water and he gets hit with arrows from behind and dies in the theatrical cut. They actually do something really interesting. What they do is I, maybe obviously to make the scene shorter, but maybe to make it less violent, they actually just kind of like have like blurry you know, oh, yeah. super low frame rate uh, shots of them getting ambushed in the in the woods, and then it just kind of like fades out, and then it fades up, and Isildur's just like floating down the river with arrows in his back. Right, okay. and you don't really understand what happened to the ring. It just you just kind of see a shot of it, like yeah, settling into the mud. They imply the violence rather than show it, because yeah. really for me, I know the theatrical version much better. Yep, but I do remember more towards the end when they meet Galadriel, that sequence with Galadriel is much more strung out. Yeah, she the gifts, this, the giving of the gifts. The givings of the the giving of the gifts. She also has a pretty lengthy scene with Gandalf, right? Um or no, no he doesn't he doesn't make it he there. doesn't make it to that. Isn't there a Gandalf scene or am I wrong? There's a extended series of scenes between them and the Hobbit. Okay, maybe that yeah, you know what that's what I'm confusing. I'm sorry. But um I but think the giving of the gifts for sure is much more lengthy yeah. in the extended version. I, actually, that has like one of the sweetest moments of all time in, in the Fellowship of the Ring. You, you'll probably remember this, Dave. It's when 
they 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 kind of do the whole giving of the gifts in montage as they're going down the river. Yeah. And I love that I can remember this because I probably haven't watched this in like eight years. But it's something about these movies that like I haven't seen them in a long time. You fire them up and I know them word for word. It's because it's not written on your mind. It's written on your heart. Oh, oh my gosh. So they have this <laughs> scene where uh, too big. <laughs> where his, where uh, Gimli is describing what gift he got from Gladriel. And it's kind of like cut out of the film, theatrical cut, but in the extended edition, they leave it in that he sees Gladriel. He's a dwarf, you know, who doesn't care for elves, but he sees Gladriel and he's like immediately smitten. Yeah. Like she's, he's like in awe. She's the most beautiful person he's ever seen. He can't even like, he's almost speechless. And so when she talks about giving him a gift, she kind of says, what could I give a dwarf or whatever? And he all like shyly says something about, um, I know what it is. Actually, he says to Legolas, I asked for one hair from her golden head. Yeah. And she gave me three. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cute. And then what's the, there's something about the Elvis, Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. (laughs) Something about Elvis's hair, the Elvish hair. There was some story to that. Yeah, I don't remember very well, but there's a story apparently in uh, either the appendices or the Cimmerillion, something about an elf queen like somebody basically throwing out the exact same proposal to an elf queen mm-hmm. or something like that like asking for just one hair from their head and they wouldn't do it yeah but then like the 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 humility of this dwarf asking and yeah. she did it which is like just the cutest thing ever <laughs> maybe I, one day i'll get a tattoo of that three hairs but you'll never know because it's already <laughs> I might have already gotten it. You'd never like know. Like three tiny hairs that look like your hair or three like long hairs. Well Yeah. <laughs> They're well, one in the same. One in the same, yeah. Oh my gosh. I actually got the tattoos of the hairs on my head, but it's really hard to see. Sure. Yeah. Especially because they're blonde. Nice. And because I got them tattooed on the inside. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait. Speaking How of, do they go about that? Um Speaking of tattoos on the inside, talk about uh, the two towers. Well, tattoo towers, you know. I will say, that was a great um, probably my favorite moment in Fellowship is uh, Baromir's death. Heck yeah. I think that was my favorite. Yeah, they killed him. That whole I, sequence super is dead. so good. I like how like the ring is like the ultimate test to someone's life. Of your character. Yeah, yeah, someone's character. Right. That's true. Dude, I'm getting chills. I'm like, and especially because Rings of Power out, is out now, and yeah. I'm like already, I'm already starting to pick up on like some of the weird, the things they, not weird, but things they do in the show that very, fe- that very much feel like love letters to that kind of style of mm-hmm. uh, storytelling and filmmaking. Yeah. Just like the super pretentious slow-mo. <laughs> like when somebody <laughs> dies, it's like the most serious moment in the, th- in the world ever. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I saw Fellowship of the Ring in theaters. I don't think I did, but I did see Two Towers and Return of the King in theaters. Um, but I remember yeah. that first time seeing that Barmir sacrificial scene. Yep. Man, it gets you. As somebody who spent a lot of time in the woods as a kid, I loved Legolas because he was a baller with the bow and arrow. Yeah. And I, you know, we would go hunting with bows and arrow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my favorite Legolas moment is in the Mines of Moria when they're crossing that bridge and it's like breaking apart and shifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some freaking orc sniper comes out and he's like all the way on the other end of the mines and Legolas just 800 yards meow, right to his forehead. Yeah, that I is love like that the best moment yeah. in that movie for Legolas at least. And what's great about that is we forgot to touch on this, but Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings was not he was not viewed as a dramatic filmmaker like that. 
he did make a kind of serious movie um, <clears throat> called Heavenly Creatures, which I've never actually gotten to see, but he was a gross out horror monster movie guy. Mm. <laughs> like those like classic black comedies where characters explode into green goo and yeah. you know like he had a whole thing called meet the feebles which was like this super perverted raunchy violent form of the muppets mm. like that's what he was known for like gross out horror interesting and so then you but then you give him the lord of the rings and it's like the softest part of his heart <laughs> it's like this <laughs> precious thing to him yeah and he like all of that other stuff is not important. He just like he gives everything into taking that as seriously as possible. But every once in a while, some of those like gross out, like weirdly violent things pop up in the movies. Like this ridiculous shot of like POV of the arrow going straight through that orc's right. head from across the chasm. Or when uh, when Aragorn kills the Urukai that's about to destroy Barmir. Yeah, cuts off his arm. They cuts off his head. And just like <laughs> I was pretty young when I and first just saw like, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of and that. And even like the sound effect that they use, just like, yep. it's just intense. What were your favorite parts of that movie specifically? Fellowship of the Ring. Um, you know, it's probably, it's probably all the things that have to do with like serious music. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like, I think a lot of movies today should take themselves more seriously because I think people underestimate how attached you can get to moments yeah. if the movie really is like sincere about it. Yeah. So like when Gandalf dies, movies have deaths of major characters all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Star like we grew up on Star Wars. Star Wars has Gandalf's death with Obi-Wan. Right. But like Lord of the Rings goes so hard on yeah. it. <laughs> like they're like running out, like slow motion, like everybody just sitting down and like weeping right. and right. then the music <laughs> kicks in. And it's like, oh my god. Gosh, that like fifteen minute stretch of that movie when they're, yeah. they're hunkered down it's in heavy. That, that room, and then uh, who is it? Is it Pippin that knocks over the skeleton? Full yeah. of the toque, yeah. Full of the toque, and he just you hear the drum, boom, 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 boom. And when they run out of there, and you can see the hordes coming down the yeah. catacombs, super oh. well shot because it's like it's all in the dark, so you can't even really see yeah. them. It's just like these tiny just like shadows. glints, of, like these glints and shadows of armor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so good. Oh my gosh. And the Balrog shows up. All right, we can move on to Two Towers. Two Towers, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dos Towers, which so is Spanish for uh, no, Two we Towers. Can't, we can't move on. There's one other moment I liked. Um, I mean, we can talk about Lord of the Rings probably until we die. I can't wait. The scene where uh, Frodo wakes up and sees that they are cooking food. Yeah, puts their <laughs> put it out, you fools! Put it out. <laughs> yeah, that's puts right. Fire out. Nice yeah. crispy bacon, <laughs> and then all the ring raids. So tomato is a nice crispy bacon. <laughs> we made some for you, Mister Frodo. <laughs> put it out, you fools! <laughs> so classic. That but is a great scene. Specifically, when Aragorn takes the the torch, yeah, yep, throws it through his face. Yes, I like that. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> throws his arms around. You know what's so great about that is it's old school filmmaking. Clearly, it's just like. A puppet thing on top of the guy's head <laughs> with a torch in it. And you know that watching it, but you still love it. Yeah. So good. If they'd have done that in CG nowadays, it wouldn't have worked. Aragorn is so great. Actually, I think I once saw a thing on the internet that was like, what fictional character, like what fictional male in a movie would you f feel the safest with or something? And it's like, universally, it was like Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like he will protect me. Till his last breath. Yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. We should be Aragorn when we grow up. Dude. We were going to do a very long time ago. We were going to all dress up. There was a big crew of us. We were all going to dress up for Lord of the Rings as Lord of the Rings characters for Halloween. But uh-huh. then it like never happened. Meanwhile, I bought like I remember this, the yeah. fabric to make a cloak. I bought Aragorn's fake sword. I bought the yeah. Elvish pin. I was ready to go. Uh, but it never happened. Because it's it's too important. You don't want to just turn it into an April Fool's gag. You're right. Or whatever you said. It's Halloween. Not Halloween. It's not a one Same day thing. event. Hey guys, for April Fools. You want to dress up as uh, Eric for April Fools? <laughs> that's funny. All right, what else, Dave? Um, I mean, that's it for fellowship. I think yeah. uh, two towers. What did it for me was uh, honestly just Gollum. Yeah. Just the Smeagol Gollum back to back. All his conversations, I loved. And I love repeating it to Emily because she's scared of it. <laughs> so my, my that's favorite why saying, That's why you repeated that Gollum thing, the, yeah, that last I'll episode. I'll do it again. So my favorite line <laughs> is when uh, he's, like, trying to get Frodo to believe him that, like, Sam is the bad guy. And he always says, like, stupid fuck. Hobbits, <laughs> whatever it is. But when he says "stupid fat hobbits," I think it's the funniest thing in the world. It's great. And then Frodo's like, "Well, hold on, that's a pretty good argument." <laughs> right. You are, you are stupid and it's fat. Potatoes in number two. two potatoes. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick, stick them in a stew. stew. Yeah, of course. Classic. Classic. Uh, Sean, are you going to be the one to tell David, or am I going to be the one to tell David about Aragorn? And when they believe in their hearts that Merry and Pippin are dead. Oh. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> you know, back in 2003, <laughs> you were cool if you knew this fact. Yeah. Still are. <laughs> you wouldn't know it unless you watched the extended edition DVD. But now, right. but now everybody knows it. Yeah, unfortunately. You tell them. So when they come up on the heap of orc bodies that have been burned by the Riders of Rohan. Mm-hmm. I remember. He says, like, we left no survivors. They're like, oh. There, there were halflings. They were just, they'd be but of children. There's two hobbits. Did you see two hobbits? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we left none alive. And then they go to the heaping, burning bodies. And Aragorn, in his rage, he kicks a helmet and he screams out in agony because he's so distraught mm-hmm. that they're dead. Well, in real life, Viggo, what's his, how do you Viggo say Viggo Mortensen. I was going to say that, but it sounded wrong in my mind. Viggo Mortensen. Breaks his toe, yeah. When he kicks the helmet, and the scream of agony was a real scream of pain, yeah. And that's the best LOTR fact. I actually knew that ever, and I don't even know LOTR. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen so many reels where it's like watching two towers with my buddy for the first time, and it's like a guy like sweating (laughs) profusely, like like, like, (laughs) I can't wait to tell him. And then he pauses it. So did (laughs) you know? You know. Uh, Well, there you go. Yeah, the pursuit of Marion Pippin in that movie is great. Well, it's great because they, uh, there's all these extended sequences of them just running across mountains. Again, <laughs> who thinks of putting that in a movie? Like yeah. a two-minute montage of these guys just sprinting just across landscapes. Running. Only because you're in New Zealand and you want to, like, glorify the environment. Right. And it's, like, very Tolkien. But... What's funny is the idea of like, okay, they're running across these mountains and Peter Jackson said, I don't, for whatever reason, he said he was excited to film this stuff. I don't know why, but like, he's just got to think about it. But then apparently like when they were doing it, they took a whole day to do it and all of their guys were like beaten up and wounded. So Aragorn broke his toe. 
Vigo more uh, yeah, Vigo broke his toe. Uh, Orlando Bloom who plays Legolas broke his ribs. Oof. Oh my god. And then Brett Beatty, the guy who played um the scale uh, double for uh Gimli. Gimli, uh dislocated his knee like prior. So <laughs> like <laughs> it's just these poor miserable guys running across mountains for hours and hours while a helicopter chases them. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they'd have to like just stuff the walkie-talkie in a bush or something. There's so many good lines in that one. Don't fall. Legolas is up ahead of them. The sky is red. Blood was spilled last night. I think about that. Do you think about that literally every morning that there's a red sky now? Yes, I think about night. that every single time there's a red every sky in the morning. Every single time I say it. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do now. Now you do. Uh, so what else, David? Um... I'm gonna be honest. This was the movie that took me the longest to get through. Two towers. Yeah, I think it's like three and a half hours, but it took me, I think, five or six sessions. Interesting, because I kept falling asleep. Well, are you? Well, maybe you shouldn't be watching these movies at three but, in the morning, Dave. But <laughs> come on. When Helm's Deep started coming, like oh, that yeah. war, that I was glued. That's half. The, that's half the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, the first half of the movie I couldn't get through. Well, actually, I guess in the extended edition, it's not. Right. Um, but yeah, Helm's Deep was definitely the highlight. Yeah, Helm's Deep. I don't think a battle has been done as well as Helm's Deep no. ever. I mean, Return of the King is the best movie, but the Helm's Deep scene is my favorite scene in all the movies. Because like the last half of that movie is really all just a build up to the battle. Yeah. And like do everything you can to communicate they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like they're locked away. They don't believe Aragorn and Gandalf when they say they can't defeat this army. Right. The king is like not listening. Like, no, we'll just we'll just push everybody into the mountain. We'll be fine. We'll hide right. there. And no, <laughs> ten thousand strong. Mm. It's bad news. It is. And then they do it. They used real modeling for that, didn't they? Yeah, they had a series of things they did. They did. Um, they had obviously a giant model. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of a model, you think of something the size of like this table. Maybe they had something the size of like a gym. Yeah. Um, and then they had a scale model that they would film with. No, I should say like, uh, what do you call it? A force perspective model. So like when you would be filming in the quarry, they were filming in, they had a, the keep like the giant castle in the background. Mm. But instead of literally being, you know, a hundred feet wide or whatever, it was like 20 feet wide. Okay. And so they use that as forced perspective because if you place the camera in such a way, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference if it's in the background. So gotcha. they had all sorts of tricks. And they built a real wall for them to run around in and stuff and Legolas yeah. to slide his shield down. That was shield one of my board. favorite parts. Yeah. Just before that, though, when he breaks the wall. Yeah, that. The berserker or yeah. Urukai. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. scene is so good. All the music gets sucked out right before he yeah. jumps into it. He jumps yeah. in like a cycle. <laughs> yeah, that scene, I remember when it. Aragorn says, Legolas, bring him down. Bring him down, bring and, him down. And then watching that, him just take the arrows and the way he just jumps <laughs> him. Dude, I looked at Emily and I was like, That's who you want to be when you grow up. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is awesome. It's so good. It's very good. And especially like Legolas doesn't miss. You don't miss. He doesn't miss, and it's not enough. And he didn't miss, but he he didn't hit him in the head. It's a berserker. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, 
if he takes him out, one of the 700 guys that's lined up is just going to pick it up and take it. Well, yeah. They're going to blow that wall up. Right. That's all there is but to the it. But the moment is still great. That's also the movie that ends, again, it's so heavy, that ending where uh, Sam and Frodo are fighting each other because Frodo's just, like, lost it, and then they right. kind of, like, tumble down the stairs, and Frodo pulls his blade on Sam's neck, and yeah, it's me. It's your it's Sam. Your Sam. <laughs> don't you know your Sam? <laughs> uh yeah, great. You don't mean that. You don't mean that. They uh, and uh, then he has this like dramatic speech about yeah. like how could the world go back to the way it was after so much bad has happened. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It is good. Montage of them winning the battle against uh, the Urukai. Mm. Yep. Comes deep. Day of victory. Gandalf showing up and saving the day. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful films. Word. Not just cool, but. Babes. Why am I crying? It's fine. So Return of the King. <laughs> Return of the King, yeah. Um, Return of the King, my favorite moment. I thought Saruman's death was wild. <laughs> yeah, that's almost, something that is very different in the theatrical version. Very, very different. different. How does in the, he die in, in the... the you, he, you don't know he dies. They don't show it. He's just at the top of the tower. They don't and even they show him. That. No. They, uh, in the theatrical edition, they... The hero, the party, shows up to the flooded, mm-hmm. um, what is it? Uh, Isengard? Isengard. Isengard, yeah. yeah. Shows up to flooded Isengard, and somebody references Saruman up in the tower, and it kind of just cuts to Gandalf, who says, oh, he'll he'll live there the rest of his days in shame, or something like that. Right. And then cut to Pippin finding the Palantir in the water. And it's right. funny because the only reason they had to keep the scene was because they needed the Palantir. Right. They couldn't get around that. That was crucial. Right. And uh, and then the extended edition, they <laughs> they give the whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> I legit, I didn't even know he died. Yeah. In the yeah. theatrical version, you don't know. And then they, <laughs> you see She's his great. death. It's like, oh my God. Which is really interesting because um, in the in the books, that's not what happens at all either. Oh, in really? In the books... I don't know. I don't think he gets away, but I do think they basically leave him stuck in Isengard, but he eventually escapes. And the very, very end of the story isn't they win the battle at the end of Return of the King and then everybody goes home. Instead, they go home, but Saruman has gotten a bunch of their enemies together and is attacking the Shire. Mm. Shoot. And so it's kind of like a weirdly... It's like a secondary battle after all of it. Gotcha. And I don't really know... I don't know why it's like that. I think it's only like that because Tolkien didn't want to have like, he has a happy ending, but he didn't want it to be like a simple happy ending. There's mm-hmm. like scars and consequences yeah, for everything. Ramifications for what happened. But I believe uh, the writers of the Lord of the Rings trilogy had pretty much decided from the get go. They were not going to end like that. Gotcha. It that just, it's sense. just too complicated of an ending to do. Right. So you just don't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, Return of the King is, What's your favorite scene, Sean? Out of control, good. You know, there's what I think is the best scene in the movie. It might not be my favorite scene, but the best scene in the movie is so good that it's become a meme, which is like the the the, the charge of the Rohirrim. Ah, uh, yeah. Like here's King uh, Theo Theoden just giving this ridiculous dramatic speech, right, to all of these all of these soldiers before they ride. 
to their deaths. Do you remember to their the, deaths. the implications of that with all the actors and how Peter Jackson kind of handpicked different extras? Uh, weren't they all uh, soldiers or they were? They were all people who had read the books. Okay. He only wanted extras who read the books and knew the importance of that sequence and knew that like what this is in terms of the grand story and uh, you can see it on their faces. What I love for, about that scene is from a production assistant perspective. It's like, okay, I have hundreds of people in costume along with hundreds of horses, all of which the vast majority of those horses are owned by the people riding them. Yeah. Because they just sent out a casting call like, hey, if you own a horse, come. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, we're not going to run. We're not going to bring. We're not going to get all these horses. Yeah. You got to ride your own horse. <laughs> so they and apparently they even had like women dressed up because, you know, you don't right. have hundreds of men. You just who, need bodies. You just yeah. need bodies. So what's funny to me is one of the production assistants was talking about the phenomenon of like, OK, it's a movie, but you really had hundreds of people charging like a cavalry. <laughs> Right. And they were talking about having a panic attack because if one person fell, <laughs> yeah, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> like it's a stampede. <laughs> like somebody's gonna die today. And then <laughs> they needed a place was a they needed a big giant open field to film all this stuff in. Mm -hmm. um, and I, my understanding is this giant field they filmed the charge of the Rohirrim was the same place they filmed the charge of all the heroes at the end of Return of the King when they kind of like faced off against the Black Gate. Mm -hmm. It used to be a former New Zealand army testing field. Oh, wow. So there's like all this ordinance and shrapnel right. and everything. It's all coming together. <laughs> so it was like, okay, uh, before you all run out there, this is a landmine. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, you know, pieces of an exploded grenade. You know, don't touch this. If you see this, let us know. Like, they had like guys from the army show up and say, like, yeah, be careful. <laughs> so cow. wild. And they had to have people like, if there was like a gopher hole or something, they had to like have people go across the whole field and fill them in because if like if a horse, yeah, put his foot in it, break their leg, be done, done, yeah, pretty intense stuff. You don't think about when you're watching a movie, right? <laughs> but that's they pulled out all the stuff. They did. They did the stuff. They did. They really did. I think uh, one stuff. of my favorite scenes in that movie is uh, the fall of Osgiliath, and when the yeah. orcs just come in and chase out Farmir and his crew, and then Gandalf saves their butts when the Nazgul shows yep. up. I was going to say, the one music. of my favorites is when Farmer goes back right. and yeah. Pippin is singing to it. Yep. Oh, man. Dude. And his dad bites the gr uh, the tomato. Yum. <laughs> yeah. As they all die. Gross. There's something about all that sequence that's different in the extended edition. I can't remember what it is, though. I don't remember. Man. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm wondering if the, the scene where the fall of Osgiliath is longer in the extended edition or something. I think so. Or it's more violent. I think so. Can't remember. Yeah. But man, you know what's funny about those movies? The older I get, the more I get them. Sure. Like the more I understand what it would be like to be a soldier, and like these orcs show up on boats in the middle of the night. Yeah. And yeah. just take over the city, and you think you can fight them off, and then by the time the sun comes up, you're like, we have to get out of here. Right. And there's guys who get left behind, and and then they're running across Pelennor fields on their horses and the and the dragons that dude just picking people just picking off, people grabbing off. horses oh. yeah it's terrifying it's messed up it is can you as imagine? a kid as a kid you're like yeah that's great <laughs> as an adult you're like oh my god oh my god that guy had a family he's dead not anymore dang he's got a new family his dead brothers <laughs> so 
Yeah, talk about a lot of dead people. I love uh speaking just, of dead people. Yeah, throughout the zombie army, throughout the whole like two three movies, like just the speeches, the hype up for yeah, the yeah, war. Yeah. yeah, they do like it's not the same speech every time. It's right. different, and he finds a way to do it multiple times and make it great yeah. every time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some of the best. Yeah, you have uh, you have like Aragorn's pitch to the army of the dead. Right. Yeah. Hold your, you know, I, I challenge you basically to, to keep your oath and fight for us. What say you? What say you? What say you? What say you? Yeah, and then you got uh, Gandalf telling the boys when they're like banging down the doors of uh, <laughs> of the keep, whatever comes through there, you know, like yeah, stand yeah. fast and yep. show courage. And then it's just a bunch of trolls, yeah, and, and then, then everybody's like, "Never mind." Through. And even <laughs> no, Gandalf, never mind, like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Run! Oh my god, <laughs> he just killed a guy. <laughs> Wait, people are gonna die? <laughs> I don't That's want that. Right, Chuck. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you, of course, got King Theoden giving what uh, is arguably the greatest king's speech in a movie ever. For sure. Like, ride to your death. Yeah. Die. <laughs> death. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets everybody cheering for their deaths. That's right. how that's how amazing that is. So good. Even the women. <laughs> Great. And then uh and then like how do you how do you finish that? How do you top that with at the very final battle where Aragorn and and his men, the remaining men left to fight, face yeah. off against the overwhelming forces of Mordor. Right. Like it's like what speech does he give? He just turns around and he just says, "For Frodo, for Frodo." Heck yeah! And then they just go. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, it. I love how that's it. Yeah. That's all he you need. Says that he turns and goes, and then Merry and Pippin take off. The too. first one, yeah, I love they just that. Take off. First ones across the field are the hobbits. Yeah. So the uh, in the extended edition, the mouth of Sauron, the freaky guy that comes out to Aragorn. Yeah, that's that right. Is not in the theatrical. Right. I knew it's not that. in the theatrical. I remember that because that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, who? heck is this guy yeah <laughs> he just cuts his head off right yeah he does freaking got him aragorn's such a boss yeah. you want to know why i was confused about that because we played the lord of the rings return of the king video game right growing up um and that was he wasn't a boss well no he was that's right the last mission he's like a mini boss you fight sure and you're playing against this guy and you're like who is this Who's guy he? like what's <laughs> right. going on like this wasn't in the movie <laughs> Okay, video game developers, let's just throw this character just in. Lie to me. So we were the chumps who didn't know. Yep. Uh, Legolas taking down the Oliphant. That's classic. Yeah. Three yep. arrows. They had it. They had to top the. the they had to top the the shield riding down the stair thing. Yeah. What I liked about and taking out the troll yep. in Moria. the first movie. Yeah. Yep. What I liked about this was. Legolas and Gimli are like counting their kills. Yeah. And they do that in Avengers. In right. Avengers, it's so cheesy and annoying. <laughs> we talked about this before. Yeah. But it really was like awesome that Legolas and Gimli are like going at it. Because it's know? just that dwarf versus elf rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're best bros at this point, they still have that rivalry. And I I actually really liked Love Eowyn. It. Or Eowyn. Eowyn. Yeah. Um she she has like a five minute like just five minutes of the movie and she just bosses the heck up. She has like four kills yeah. of like an elephant and mm -hmm. then a... Uh, I don't think that was in the theatrical version. The, a lot of that fight, yeah. a lot of Which, a lot of Pelennor Fields is added in the extended edition because right. and it's a lot of really cool action stuff. Yeah. 
In fact, specifically, it's the moment when Eowyn gets knocked down, mm-hmm. and there is a oh, what's his name? The, the uh, what's his name? Gothmog or something? It's it's the name of the like the deformed, fleshy-faced orc who oh, leads yeah. the yeah, army. That, yeah, yeah. Fear the city is rank with it. That guy, dude, that was so good. That was really good. <laughs> that guy, he, uh, he's actually, it's actually the same actor who played uh, both uh, the Witch King and played um, that Lurts, the main guy uh, from the Hurricane who killed Fellship, uh, killed Borman. Oh yes. So that's done actor, and I think he he is the uh, in the Hobbit. It's not the. I, dude, I don't know the Hobbit as well. Who's yeah, the main the, antagonist? I can't remember. The one orc. Yeah, the, the white one white orc. orc. It's his second in command guy. Yeah, because originally he was going to play the villain and they kind of changed it up and made the villain the CG guy. But It's like Legolas's uh, arch nemesis in yeah, the movie. Yeah, Bolg. Bolg. I remember Bolg. I don't Good remember call. the other guy. Oh, yeah. But um, in the movie, the theatrical cut, I don't think you even see how he dies. But in the extended edition, Eowyn has been knocked down and... You're right. And, uh, you know, she's apparently going to get killed by this guy. And then here comes Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, like, they just cut the guy down. And then they just keep moving. Like, it's like as if he's not even anybody yeah, special. Right. He's not. And they're just like a whirlwind of blades, just, like, killing all these guys and just cutting them all down. And they just, like race across the screen and they're gone (laughs) it's like super it's like it's super satisfying because they're so good at what they do yeah that guy didn't stand a chance (laughs) poor a when she got messed up yeah she took that before uh before she killed the witch king yeah yeah she took some hits they don't they don't show too much in the theatrical trailer i remember first time seeing that the extended edition my my brain exploded does this does the extended edition oh my gosh i bumped the mic does the extended edition include, or does the theatrical cut include the whole stuff when, after Eowyn comes back from the battle, her and Farmir meet each other? No. In the healing, whatever it's called, healing houses, houses no. of healing? All they do in the theatrical trailer is like the last sequence, there is a brief shot of them like standing next to each other, okay. implying that they're like a thing now. But you don't have any yeah. interaction between the two. Hey, remember. When I almost died on the battlefield. Tee-hee-hee, remember when I almost died on the battlefield? Tee-hee-hee. <laughs> That's how it starts. They have a lot in common. Sean, you got to get on a battlefield. Oh my gosh, it's so easy nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Do you believe love can bloom on a battlefield? Absolutely. Um, what, <laughs> what else is new in that movie uh, that's uh, it, it, the different in the uh, theatrical cut? I think there's a lot of new stuff in... Uh, Tower of what's it called? Kirith Ungal. No, that's not it. Kirith Ungal is the city. Minas Tirith? No. You got Kirith Ungal, which is the tower that the Witch King comes out of. Okay. And it's this giant glowing green thing, and there's right. like this explosion of light into yeah, the sky, right. like Chernobyl or something, and then the Witch King. King comes out. I do believe and there's you're like, a little. Oh my gosh! There's a little bit more involved in the extended, but not a whole lot more. Okay, I think the Shelob sequence is a little bit different. Yes, in the extended edition. Correct. I can't remember the details, but I do remember that was. A, it's probably more violent in the extended edition. Yeah, I think so. Um, I remember there's uh, 
the steward of Gondor. There's more of like a callback to Barmir. Yeah, there's a whole scene. That's right. I remember. Yeah. There's a scene where yeah, there's like a flashback scene, isn't there? There's a yeah. That's in the extended edition of Two Towers, where okay. you have a scene where Barmir and Farmir are talking to each other. Yes. But in the extended edition of Return of the King, there is a sequence of Mary, I'm sorry, Pippin, getting the armor, mm-hmm. or like, yeah, the steward's armor, and I believe it's Faramir who tells him that used to be mine when I was a boy. Yeah. Mm. And so they have this little moment together, which makes it like extra messed up when Faramir supposedly goes off to his death. And that's right. like why Pippin is so distraught. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, the extended edition really just flushes all this stuff out that you kind of got away with in the movie, but when you see the extended edition, it's like, well, I'm never going back. Yeah. It's just like everything is there now. All the pieces are complete. There's a lot of stuff like that in uh, Return of the King, just kind of these moments of building building up to the battle and establishing mm-hmm. why it really does feel hopeless. Yeah. It's actually, prob- again, the, it's probably the battle is more violent too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like there's an extended thing in the movie though that's like very different in the extended edition that's not in the original. I'm not sure. <sighs> I can remember his Oh, I remember face. now. It was it's uh it's when Gandalf faces off against the Witch King. Yes. They're running across the walls. Gandalf is fleeing with Pippin to try to get to the top. That doesn't happen. And that doesn't happen in the theatrical yes. cut where he faces off against Gandalf. Right. And he literally shatters Gandalf's sword. Right. No, his his staff. Yeah, staff. Even yeah. worse. That yeah. does not happen in the theatrical. If that had happened in theatrical, I think everybody would have just thrown up and died. But I do remember. <laughs> it's too dramatic. I do remember the scene of him with uh, Pippin. Yeah. And they're on Shadowfax. And then the Nazgul drops down in Minas Tirith. Right. That, that's where they face off, right? And then, yeah. But, the city. But then it only lasts for a moment, and then the Rohirrim show up. And that's what distracts the Witch King. Uh, but I think in the extended edition, it's something else that distracts him. I don't know, though, even in the theatrical version, if that you even see that. I don't think the Nazgul comes down into the city at all. I don't think there is a Gandalf versus the Witch King at all in the theatrical. Yeah. But I remember seeing a clip of it, like whether it was in a preview or something, or maybe it was in the video game. And it was kind of those, one of those moments where it's like, shoot, when did that happen? Yeah, it didn't happen until next year. You gotta yeah. buy the DVD mm. when it matters. <laughs> that actually is another thing too: is the idea that these DVDs weren't completed until about a year after the movie originally came out. Yeah. So, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King went on to win whatever it. it was, like yeah, literally everything it was nominated for. It's like twelve or thirteen Oscars. Yeah. And then, the following like two weeks later, Peter Jackson and a handful of people went and filmed a pickup shot. <laughs> for the extended edition that they were missing. Mm. So it was like this great thing of like, so the movie's already won all these awards, <laughs> but here we are still filming. So like, like We're not done. Yeah, we're not done yet. We still got to film these extended editions. We got to go things. back, Kate. We got to go back, Kate. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's just absolutely the best thing that's ever happened to this world. Yeah. It was and good. I got to be a little boy when it happened. Same. Now it's all downhill from here. Now, Sean, the ultimate question, David, LOTR versus Star Wars. Yep. It's a great question. I don't know. I think uh, I know more about Star Wars. Right. So I, I think Star Wars is more fun. Mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings makes me a better person. Sure. I think Star Wars is like the fun crystal blue water that you play at the beach in. Yeah. 
And Lord of the Rings is like the deep. You can freaking go deep with, yeah. the, with the book, with the extended versions. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like the way the timing worked out with them being released, I was all about Star Wars and then Lord of the Rings. What was the, what year did the Lord of the Rings come out? Um, 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2002 was Attack of the Clones. 2005 so, was Revenge of the Sith. Right. So I was hyped about Phantom Menace, and then I was hyped about Lord of the Rings, and then I was hyped about Star Wars. And then you since, got one more Lord of the Rings. Right. And then you got a year off. Yeah, and then there was a break of kind of nothing. Yeah. And then when Hobbit came out, it was all LOTR again. Yeah. And then when Disney bought Lucasfilms and Star Wars, mm -hmm. then it was all Star Wars again. Yeah. And now it's this battle of Rings of Power versus whatever Disney Plus series Andor um, is coming out. Well, really, I think it right now it's currently the battle between this um, Rings of Power and the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff. Right. House of the Dragon. Right. But yeah, I can remember clearly in my head, like being all about Lord of the Rings and yeah. loving Star Wars, but at the moment being all about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then it comes swinging. It has no other master. That was you. Word. All right, Dave, you have any more thoughts about Return of the King? Um, I think my all-time favorite scene uh -huh. in all of it, in all of the movies, was Sam mm. when Frodo was on the ground. He's like, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. True. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know stuff. why. It was just like. It's a tearjerker. Yeah, they'll change. They'll change the game if you ever watch that scene with a loved one. For sure, I can't wait till my kids are old enough to watch it. They do such a good job of showing people's character through the ring and what yeah. the ring does to people. Yeah, right. And seeing Sam at the end, like after Frodo's turned his back on him, put mm -hmm. his his sword to his neck. Yeah, kicked him off the mountain. Yeah, it's your Sam. Go home, Sam. You don't, don't mean, mean that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I love Gollum too. <laughs> it's like the most. It's such a. It's such an insulting. It's such an insulting uh, thing to blame him for, frame him for. Like, what is this? What is this? Crumbs. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say, Gollum? Come on, come on, man. That's low. That's really funny, actually. Actually, I think they give more backstory about the elvish bread in the extended. Yeah, lam lam lambres, but it's impossible to say. Lambres, lambres bread, bread can't do it. Can't oh, dude, it. Gimli too. I love Gimli. Gimli's, Gimli's great. great. You're gonna have to toss me. To toss <laughs> I say me. it all the time. I can't make the toss. I can't make the jump. I have to toss me. I have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. It's golden stuff. Yeah, Gimli's a so great guy. Who's your guys' all-time favorite in Lord of the Rings? It's a good question. Aragorn. <laughs> Aragorn is Aragorn's hard to beat. I think Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. It was Legolas for a long time because I was all about bow and arrow, but uh, Aragorn is just such an amazing character. And Aragorn is like the kind of person every man should want to be when they grow up. For sure. Yeah. Which is really interesting because Viggo Mortensen hadn't even heard of the books. Dang. When they like threw the casting call at him. Shoot. He just didn't even know anything about it. <laughs> Played it perfectly. And yeah. Viggo, Morton to this, Viggo Mortensen to this day is still an amazing actor. He was uh, He's in that new movie 13 Lives okay. about uh, those kids that were uh, stuck in that cave in Thailand. Right. Great movie. Viggo Mortensen. Amazing in it. 
Dang. So taps Shoot. off. Yeah, there's a uh, taps off to Vigo. Taps off, isn't it? Hats off. <laughs> it's from one of our last episodes. Toes I just, off. I just edited. Taps toes, off. Toes off to Vigo. Taps off for Kevin Feige. Tap it off for Kevin. <laughs> All right. What were we gonna say, Dave? Um, that's a good question, Sean. Sorry. Muchashakapaga. Yeah, Muchashakapaga. I think it's in Fellowship, right after Boromir uh, tries to take the ring. Yeah. I think. Uh, Aragorn like shuts Frodo's ring or mm-hmm. hand with the ring. Yeah, and it's just like another testimony yeah. to their character. Right. You can yeah. trust this. Where guy. Aragorn is just like, I'm good. Yeah. I would have followed you. After Boromir's like, Come here, kid. Fires of fire, boy. Give me that. <laughs> it is not your safe run up, he chants. It should have been mine. <laughs> Give it to me. Dang, dude. It's been so long like since pain. I've seen. Hope you like pain. That's what that ring does to people, man. It's a, it's a symbol. Yeah. Symbol of sin. Symbol of sin and yep. evil mm-hmm. and darkness in our life. Crouching. You let like a little bit of it in, and it will consume you. Crouching like a hidden beast. That's oh, yeah. right. It's all coming together. <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Thanks, Kronk. Well, any uh, closing final thoughts about uh, Little Rings? We could get into Rings of Power later because Rings of Power is. Uh, I think it does a lot right. Uh, you know what? That'll give me a chance to catch up. I've seen episode one. I really liked it. My thoughts so far in episode one is that it feels like Lord of the Rings. And later episodes feel even more like Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, heck yeah. Especially Dude. talking about it now. Yeah. I'm thinking like they knew what they were doing. Dude, I'm so fired up. I'm going to go home and watch it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I want to watch it too. I should just watch it now. Dude, give me a second. Turn it on. <laughs> oh, I got a text. Um, was the scene, one, one more question. Was the scene in Return of the King where the orcs and the Urukai get into a fight, did that happen? And then it literally leads to a bloodbath. That's different in the theatrical cut. In That's right. One? And Sam just walks in and there's like yeah. a thousand bodies just laying around. Oh, yeah. yeah when they're sneaking around. They're fighting over the mithril. Uh, yep. Yeah, armor. sure stuff in the in the well, in the theatrical cut they show the start of that fight yeah and then when sam shows up they don't show too much are you talking about in the tower yeah that's in the theatrical but isn't there another thing when they're sneaking around the camps oh that's, yeah and they get it the they're in the they have to like dress up like orcs that's yeah. sam and frodo that's yeah. all extended edition yeah. That's, yeah that wasn't in the original movie at all right gotcha. you see them get into the the outfit, but yeah. you don't see them sneaking through the camps. And then, like, the guy almost catches them and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. But then they all get called to the gate, right? Yep. Yeah. That's all extended. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's. I think what they do, besides all the extra action stuff, what they do in the extended edition is I think they put. They put more weight on, I mean, literally weight on the wit, on the ring. Mm-hmm. They have more stuff of Frodo just like truly being completely exhausted yeah and it's like almost i don't know if this stuff is in the original theatrical cut or if it's in the extended edition but they almost seem to try to imply he's gonna die wow like he's not gonna make it home yeah like he's gonna they're gonna get there yeah they're gonna throw the ring in the fire and they're gonna die right because they don't they they have no strength left i think it's because like they're drinking water and frodo says something like oh there won't be enough for the return journey and sam's like I don't think there's gonna be a return journey. Shoot. Yeah. We're not we're not coming home. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Another thing I just thought of that I really liked. It's the same theme of how the ring shows character in people. And it's Faromir. 
Now, Faramir's story is his dad hates him because he's not Baromir. Yeah. Right. And he's like living in his brother's shadow. We all know what that's like. Get out! It's true. Um, and the the whole, you know, Two Towers and Return of the King, Faramir's just trying to get his dad's approval. But yep. his dad will only approve of Baromir. And he wishes he was Baromir. And he hates Faramir. And Faramir has a chance to have the thing that his dad mm. sent. Right. The, his sent brother Baromir to, get. to go get. He has the chance to do something his brother couldn't. A chance to for win Faramir the approval. to show his quality. Yeah. And he still... Does what's right. It's like crazy. I I really like his story too. If you really look, I think that's extended too. Yeah, Sam Sam says to him, "You've shown your quality, sir." Yeah, the very highest. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is after he's been beating Gollum senseless for really no good reason. (laughs) That's all extended too. I think. Yeah, just they just it's it's. Awful the way they treat that guy in the movie. They just beat him up. Like just it's racism. I don't know yeah. what else to call it. It's just straight persecution. Yeah, they like they choke him, they throw him against the wall, they kick him. It's like yeah. what? Leave the guy alone. What is he doing? He didn't even do anything. Are you talking about Faromir? Yeah. 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 I thought you were talking about Sam. It's funny How because Sam just beats on him too. There's yeah. so many scenes that are like burned into my memory. And then there's scenes like that that I remember, but I don't remember super deeply. And that's why I know they're the extended. Because I've only seen the extended ones maybe once or twice. Something that's in the extended edition in Return of the King. No, I'm thinking we're thinking of Two Towers now. Is uh, when Sam and Frodo see Oliphants for the first mm, time. Yeah. They. Oliphants get ambushed by Faramir and his rangers. Right. One of the soldiers on the Oliphant gets shot by an arrow and he goes flying and flinging off and he lands near Frodo and Sam. In the theatrical cut, that happens and Faramir and his men show up and basically just like grab Sam and Frodo. It's a very short scene, but in the extended edition, there's a whole monologue that Faramir gives about that dead soldier on the ground. Yeah. Talking about like, you know, I wonder if he volunteered or if he he was just like, Mm. they just made him come and, you know, what kind of hopes and dreams did he have? And freaking dang. Super morose. (laughs) But it's a pretty good, it's a way, it's a way better introduction to that character. Sure. That's for sure. Than just showing up and taking them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. You get a a peek into his heart and his uh, his mindset. The moral, the moral quandary he constantly finds himself in doing what he does which then follows up when he's got Frodo and Sam and they have the ring and right it's like a real convicting thing of like what the heck do I do which is different than Book Farmir Book Farmir isn't like that Book Farmir is like oh I don't want that ring what can I do to help you guys <laughs> you know it's like it's very anticlimactic it's not there's not a lot of like Sam and Frodo don't go to Osgiliath with Faramir in the books mm. it's like just totally different gotcha. it's a better change though you needed it for that movie. Yeah. To have that dramatic ending. And yep. then to have Sam give this impassioned monologue about stories. Folks in those stories. The chances of turning back only they didn't. <laughs> they kept going. Just like this podcast, am I right? It just keeps going, dude. You'll see that sky today. Talk about blue. <laughs> Where's that? I don't know. Hey, did you see that sky today? Talk about blue. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Like those uh, Christmas presents I trained myself for years to do. I can't. I'm going to have you 
wrap all my presents this Christmas. No, I forgot how to do it. Dang. All right. Uh, what do you want to ask the people? Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Have we inspired you to see Lord of the Rings? If you've read the books, how did the films compare? Who's your favorite character? What's your favorite color? How Last about moment. how about why don't you why don't you say what you've always wanted to say about the Lord of the Rings, but you never had the courage to until now? Wow. Let's get controversial. Let's get some hot takes. I like how they use Aowen. Yeah. Here's what I'll She's say. She's a babe. They're Here's all babes. I, She's a babe. <laughs> I uh, I watched the first episode of Rings of Power. I next episode of Ninety Nine Nerds, we can definitely dive into that. Um, we talked about it with Teasy when you weren't here. Galadriel is is the main character. Yep, she is a complete. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say she's a complete. <laughs> All right, that's. Uh, I'm just kidding. She's I'm a done. boss. That is a that is a lethal weapon you have there, Dave. Be very careful using that button. Just so everybody understands at home, that um, is a button you press to do that. There, Austin did not say anything offensive. She is. She's somebody you root for. Yeah. And you're like a hundred percent behind her. There are other female characters that are being brought to the table right now. Hashtag yep. She-Hulk. That I'm not super sure. behind. And there are themes in the episodes where they basically yell at you for not supporting She-Hulk as a female-led character. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. It's just, it's not a super strong character that I'm rooting for. Because yeah. I'm rooting for Galadriel. Yeah. So, that's my two cents. Um, so, yeah. it's a Well, it's an important thing to realize that it, from the get-go, when The Lord of the Rings was being written, it was kind of like an elephant in the room of like, hey... The Lord of the Rings historically has so few female characters mm. and whatever ones there are, are very, very, very small roles. And sure. you kind of feel like you can't have a trilogy that's literally only male leads. Right. I mean, you have somebody there. When did Tolkien write it? The 20s? 20s. The 20s? I think. No, maybe it was the 30s. Okay. 90 years ago. Yeah, I mean. A long time ago. Things were different back then. It was also the, the genre was mm -hmm. very high fantasy. Yeah. You know, it was very romanticized fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, like in The Hobbit, it made sense because The Hobbit has, I mean, it's a, it's a Hobbit, 13 dwarves and a wizard. I mean, it, right. it's a kid's book. And uh, once you expand upon it, uh, it just didn't have, uh, it, it, it took on a whole different, a whole different thing. But uh, what's, what's really cool is... Arwen is its own thing, but Eowyn is like an incredibly well-written character. I want to be her when I grow up. Heck yeah. After I become Aragorn. Real quick, who's your uh, most underrated character in Lord of the Rings? Uh, it's the guy who accidentally releases his arrow and starts the <laughs> yeah, battle of Helm's, Helm's Deep. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, somebody had to do it. He can't that. hold on. That is, can't hold on any longer. I mean, is. what are you supposed to do, man? Those things are like, you know what it's like to hold a bow. It's like well, like 50 pounds of like... Yeah, a long bow like that. That's intense. It's not a compound bow. No. How yeah. are you supposed to hold that for very long? That's uh, He's kind of like the <laughs> R... Old guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the R4 of Lord of the Rings, where without R4 having a bad motivator and a new hope, Star Wars doesn't happen. Oh my gosh. Without that old man not being able to hold his phone. <laughs> I just can't, I can't believe, I can't even finish my sentence.
that's what I was saying when they won the battle. After all that, uh, I think um, this is the longest wrap up ever. By the I, way, always oh, this. I think uh, we're having too much fun. We could do this literally forever. Talk I about think Mary Lose. might be one of the most underrated characters. Mary, Mary yeah. Brandybuck, yeah, Mary Doc Brandybuck. It's pretty crucial. You know, uh, you got uh, in Rings of Power. You got his uh, ancestors. Shoot! Oh, really? So yeah, the Brandybucks. Dang! Wow. I'm excited. So pay attention. I'm gonna. I was going to say King Theoden. I like King him. Theoden. Theoden. He grows on you. You don't like him at first. Do you like him pre-Saruman yeah. uh, yeah, possession? <laughs> no, I don't. Or post. post. Yeah, that's my favorite character is, is possessed. <laughs> <laughs> possessed Theoden. Yeah, sitting on the throne just being... <laughs> yeah. Cream of Worm Tongue running yeah. the show. Cream of Worm Tongue. That's another character that's so underrated. Grima. Grima. No, you know who's the most underrated character? It's the farmer who um, the Nazgul show up and he gets all <laughs> freaked out and they're like, Shire Baggins! And he's like, oh, no Baggins is here. They're off in Hobbiton that way. That's the guy. Yeah. Because he sets the whole story in motion. He sure does. Actually, no. No. It's, it's... the it's the farmer who gets his head cut off by the Nazgul as they're running down the street. No, and, it's, uh, uh the, what's her name? Prancing Pony? Rosalie, Ro- Sam's girl. Ah, uh, Rosie she Cotton. Is, Rosie Cotton dancing. She is the reason that the ring was casted into Mount Doom. It's true. Because if Sam didn't have the motivation. True. He's got to get back. Sam couldn't have been there for Frodo. Yeah. It's true. It all goes back to Sam. Sam's the key. If ever I was to marry someone, it would have been her. It would have been her. Yeah. Mm. That part too got me. And then he did it. Oh, Sam. Sam. I'm glad I'm with you. Gandalf! <laughs> Gandalf things. Uh, scariest moment when Bilbo yeah, reaches for the I ring in fellowship. <laughs> I'm still am terrified of that scene. <laughs> yeah. Big true. Well, we'll just call this like part one of our Lord of the Rings discussion of like probably 50. We'll do we'll do call. many of these in the future. Yeah, I want to get other you people. You can talk in about here. them forever, yeah. Yeah. It's and honestly, I haven't actually sat down and watched them for I mean, it's probably been at least six or seven years, dude. Same, so I gotta get into it. And I need to, I need to rewatch Lord of the Rings, the extended edition trilogy, more than I need to go get a physical every year. Yeah, that is your physical, it'll tell you what's wrong with it's, you. It is my medication that I take once Good a year. <laughs> um, I also need to read the books. I've not read the book. I've tried. No. It's hard. It's a heavy. They're they're not heavy. It's heady. It's. Let me rephrase that. I need to listen to the books on audio. <laughs> Still not easy. It's a lot of old English phrases. But I can listen to the book twice on audio, way faster than I can read it one time. That's yeah. true. That's true. Very true. All right. All right. Like, comment, subscribe. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate anything that you guys comment. Uh, if you could share it, that'd be amazing. Tell somebody you know about us. Only you can send us to the moon. We are 99 nerds. Peace.